This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live from CBS Radio Studios in New York City, it's the DA Show with your host, Damon Amendolara. Featuring Pat Boyle and the musical sounds of the Zap Zap Orchestra. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's D.A. Hi, today. Happy Monday morning to you, everybody. Yes, Pat Boyle in the executive producer chair this week for us. And we've got the band back together, which is fun. Myself, Pete Body Bilotti, and Bogus, Pat Boyle with you. Cap is the Wizard of Watch D.A. <laughs> Good to be back. Good week, ready for, for action here. And coming up this hour on the program in 20 minutes, we are stunned to a news in 40 minutes. Big injury in Tampa Bay. What does it mean for the Bucks? Next hour, Paul Keels, the voice of God for the Ohio State Buckeyes. What a set of pipes this guy has. Legendary voice of the Buckeyes. Always loved when he joins us for the Sounds of Saturday. To preview Ohio State coming up next hour here on the program. College football straight ahead as well. But you guys know my frustration level with John Fisher, the owner of the A's, and something happened recently that got my dander up once again. John Fisher is going to move the A's to Las Vegas come hell or high water. And this has annoyed me to no end because it's a con. And it's annoying that so many people don't see the con so transparent it's so obvious and yet many people just simply don't see it won't see it refuse to see it don't care enough think about it only in their own way and so they ignore the reality but the con is a bad season is being camouflaged as the reason they have to move that nobody shows up The ballpark is gross, and so we have to move. Look, nobody cares. We have to move. When in reality, a lot of people in the Bay Area care about the A's. They've been there for 60 years, and they've won multiple World Series there. 
They were one of the great short-run teams ever, winning three consecutive World Series back in the the early to mid-70s. And then one of the great modern teams, late 80s, when they went to three straight World Series and won one as well. But in recent years, they've either been bad or okay, but never great. And the whole concept for John Fisher this year was, let's rip this thing down to the studs. Let's put out a minor league baseball team so that we're terrible on the field Nobody shows up, and it gives us the camouflage to say, look, nobody cares. Let's move the team. And it's so obvious that is what's happening, and people are kind of buying into it. And I guess you should never underestimate the stupidity of the American public, but when people say, yeah, move them to Vegas, nobody cares in Oakland, it's like you fell for it. Well, of course nobody's going to show up. Would you show up to a single-A team in a dump of a ballpark. And John Fisher hasn't invested any money in the infrastructure of that stadium. And their best players they've developed through a good farm system have all been allowed to walk. They don't invest any money in keeping those players. So, of course, you're kind of consistently breaking the bond and the loyalty that you would have with your fan base. This has been a long play that John Fisher has wanted to do. And that's just the surface of it. That's just the clear surface of this whole thing. The interior is he has no bona fides. Mom and dad made the gap. They gave him the money, and he used the money to buy the baseball team. And since he bought the team... He has invested no cash in the team itself and none in the stadium. And this is 20 years now. So the evidence is he's a bad owner. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's difficult to to get access to. And the idea that he's going to go to Vegas and suddenly the A's are going to become some model franchise because they suddenly have money to spend. you got to be kidding me. He's still the guy pulling the lever. So It's all a charade, and it's a charade so that he can prop up the value of the team, go get a cheap ballpark somewhere else, and then probably sell it so that he makes a billion-dollar profit on this thing because he doesn't really care about the baseball. He bought the team for $180 bucks. When he sells it, he'll have a new ballpark in Vegas, and he'll get 1.2 for it. And so he'll make a cool billion dollars on an investment that he spent nothing on. He's not investing anything in it. He also is difficult to work with. His team is difficult to work with in making a new ballpark happen in the Bay Area. I've said this story a million times over, so that whole thing is just the, the, the pretext to it. What happened recently was he's been evasive and hidden without saying anything about the move. He will not be interviewed. You can't get a hold of him. He doesn't say anything. He makes Dave Cavill his front man, the guy, but even Cavill's a disaster in in front of the microphone anyway, and so he is hid. Now, you're uprooting a franchise from a fan base that cares deeply about it, and you don't even have the guts to explain why. And that just tells you about the measure of the man. If you were going to do something as as 
generationally altering as moving a team, you should at least have to explain publicly why. No? I mean, you're asking for public money, right? You, you're asking Bay Area residents to pay for your Howard Terminal ballpark or wherever you were going to do it if you got clearance. You're asking Vegas residents to pay. The very least, you should have to be in front of a microphone explaining why. And he refuses. He finally relented, and he did an interview with a Bay Area TV station. Happens to be the TV station that carries their games. He did an interview. He refused to let them air it. He would only let them use the quotes in written form. And I I just, I'm looking at this behavior going, I can't believe MLB is allowing him to get away with all of this. Now, look, at the end of the day, do I think that 30 Major League Baseball owners care about the fans? Mm, I think they know we're customers, so they have to care a little bit. And I think there are some owners that do. I, I wouldn't put them all in the same crab bucket. But I, I think that what you're just getting is the owners see one of their own, about to make a billion-dollar profit and go, fine. Whatever you got to do, fine. And they're just letting him skate. And if you are Rob Manfred, who's a disaster in his own right in many ways, how can you not say, hey, if you're going to move the team, you at least have to do interviews about this, at least one on television or in front of a you know an assembled group to answer questions. You have to. This is not something you do in the middle of the night. Not something you do quietly or silently or, or in a hidden form. And to do a, an interview with a television station, then tell them, but you can't air it. What does that tell you? He knows he's going to come off poorly, not just because people hate his guts, but because he's insincere. Because it's a it's a con. Look, if you were running a Ponzi scheme or you were running a scam, you had some type of money laundering, you you had some something going on. The worst thing that you could have happened to you is to explain it publicly, right? If you knew it was a scam, if you knew it was a charade, the one thing you wouldn't want to have to do is be asked questions and explain it. The best scams are the ones that are hidden, that you don't have to explain to anybody, or if you do, it's kind of just in a fast-talking fashion. Yeah, blah, 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 and you just hope the questions go away because once you start digging in, the charade gets exposed. That's what's happening here. And he knows it, and baseball knows it, and everyone knows it, and they're just going along for the ride. So that's, that's why I keep talking about this because it's such an overtly transparent scam. He won't even discuss the scam. And that's how you know it's a scam. They're moving from a top 10 media market to the smallest market in baseball. Vegas will be smaller than Milwaukee, Tampa Bay, 
Pittsburgh and Kansas City. It'll be the smallest market in baseball. It's a scam. It's just where do I get the free stuff? Vegas is going to give me the free stuff? Fine. You want to say, well, it's worked with the Golden Knights. Yeah, well, two things happen. Number one, they have great ownership, so they've won. It kind of helps to build a fan base when you're going to the Western Conference Finals every year or the Stanley Cup Final or you win a cup kind of helps. Kind of helps. The A's won't do that. They'll never be in the ALCS. With John Fisher running the thing, they'll never win a World Series. So that's the first difference. The second difference is, well, another difference is financially in hockey, you know, Vegas is on the same the same competitive plane as the Rangers. It's a salary cap league. So they, they don't have to have extra resources. You think moving to Vegas is suddenly going to make the A's financially competitive with the Dodgers? The Yankees? Red Sox? The Mets? That, that doesn't do it for you. Thirdly, it's an indoor sport in the winter that they were first in a market for, so you could build an audience. The third team in that market playing 81 home games, you know, and going 500, is that going to build an audience, a fan base that's loyal? I, I don't think so. So it's just one big scam, and the fact that Fisher is going to do an interview with a TV station and not allow the, the interview to be aired, it's just like, what are we even allowing him to do? So he can just hide for five years and then move the team? He's just going to hide for five years. Because guess what? That ballpark's not ready in Vegas. So either you play outdoors 81 times a year in Nevada at 108-degree heat, or what? You play in Oakland as a lame duck for five years? It's just one big scam. It's It's... Scam after scam, and it's a disaster that baseball is allowing it to happen. I talked about this at the top with Trey Lance. This was the cold open, so if you want to dial back and get the full thoughts on the Trey Lance thing, you can listen to hour number one this morning and the cold open. But the, the Cowboys part of this is bizarre because Dak Prescott has two more years that are that are financially guaranteed enough to where he's going to be the starting quarterback. And they've got Cooper Rush as a really good backup. If you were going to invest in Trey Lance, I don't think the way to do it is to just let him play scout team. Now, you might say, all right, well, he can play scout team this year, and then next year you push him to number two, and then by year three... Trey Lance can perhaps be the Dak Prescott replacement. Okay. But that's also a really long play with a complete unknown commodity today. That's the thing with Trey Lance. He's a total unknown. I don't trust Mike McCarthy and an offense also that is built around running the football to be the offense that Trey Lance is is the type of guy that you find out what you have. 
you know, Lance's greatest asset is his athleticism, his gazelle-like running ability, the fact that he's kind of this amazing athletic specimen playing quarterback. He's not a pocket passer. That's what we found out in San Francisco, which is what Mike McCarthy wants Dak Prescott to become. More of a pocket passer, hand off the football, don't run. So it's a really odd fit. Now, I agree with that the Cowboys bought stock in something low. A fourth-round draft pick is not going to kill you. And I, I think that Trey Lance can still be a very interesting prospect in the NFL. I just don't see how the fit in Dallas works. I think the team that traded for Trey Lance needed to be a team that had snaps available. And the Cowboys don't for two full years. And they don't run an offense that Trey Lance would be good in. So that that fit is bizarre to me, but again, it's Jerry Jones, it's the Cowboys, so... The people that say I can see the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, I just, what planet are we on and how strong are the edibles that you're taking? <laughs> I mean, the, the Cowboys in this, what do we need to see? When we come back here on the show, we are stunned to a news DA, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hugh Janice, Kent <laughs> McKay, Tyler Sasala all have 12 of the first 16. What was Hugh's last name? Hugh Janice. Oh, okay. Sheldon Sparks. <laughs> Oh. Yo, you just got it on a second read? Hugh. Well, I'm mispronouncing it. It's last name Janus. Hugh Janus. Thank you. 21 minutes past the hour. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you for being a friend. Been part of the DA show. You can always listen to the show on the ever-expanding CBS Sports Radio Network and also on Sirius XM Channel 158. The conversations about Steph Curry being the greatest point guard of all time. So people just are ignoring Magic Johnson's complete existence. Jeffrey tweets, yo, DA, longtime Sixers fan. I'm still having bad flashbacks about Magic and his one-man demolition of my squad in game six 
of the NBA Finals. No way in hell does Steph do what he did. Yeah, Magic Magic Johnson subbed in for an injured Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and had like 40 and 20 to win the NBA Finals. Why are we even debating who the greatest point guard of all time is? Has anyone other than Steph Curry said that, though, that Steph is better than Magic? Yeah, unfortunately, because a lot of people just forget everything that happened before the year 2006. Or they're Pete, and they don't know what's happened since 1990. Oh, shut up, bogus. <laughs> <laughs> that's the opposite. I'm not a complete loser. <laughs> Did you guys see over the weekend J.J., one of our comrades here in the CBS Sports Radio hallways for a long time. He hosted the DA show when I was out back in the day. He would be a fill-in host. He moved over to the ringer a couple of years ago, and he's doing great things over there and a friend of the show. You made me get order of baked clams. He gave us the famous baked clams soundbite. He had his wedding, and Mraz was invited, and a lot of other friends of JJ that maybe he knew outside of these hallways, not a lot of CBS sports radio people, but a lot of people from the embargoed radio station down the hallway. Merez though made it. And did you see Merez posted a picture on social of him smoking a cigar and said, eat it haters or something like this. Mm-hmm. Take that haters. Yeah. Him and Sal Licata, who's the new BT partner on the local side. Take that, haters, or something like this. Mm-hmm. Is he taking a lot of heat over there? Are, <laughs> yeah. there, are there haters? Because I was oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> I was thinking that Mraz <laughs> was kind of like crushing it. No. Nope. No, I mean, he certainly has, he has love. I don't know what the full breakdown is, but I mean, there's a good chunk of the audience. Beginning, if you remember, with my FedEx guy who did not want to get the job to begin with. Right. So he's disappointed, and now in reality, there are new people who are pissed off that Sean has the job. I, you know what? I, I had to go find one of his tweets related to the fan, and I'll give you an example of how much yeah. they like him over there. Well, he told us, were you wow. not on the thread, that people were asking his Danielle how big Sean's Bo Jackson is? Like, it's, yeah, <laughs> there's been some blowback. <laughs> Some, but there's always going to be trolls. There's always going to be, you know, the ha- there's haters everywhere. I mean, there's there's haters of this show as well. So that's not surprising. That well, that's a little surprising yeah. that they would ask Danielle about <laughs> the the manhood of. But do we think it's a good idea for Mraz to be smoking a cigar in answering the haters almost like he won a championship? This is somebody else's wedding. <laughs> is that? Answering the hate that he's smoking a cigar at a wedding is that a is that some type of exclamation point? It's just yeah. you're at a, you got invited to a wedding. I, I think a more appropriate picture would be if they continue to win the ratings war, right? Right. Then you can you know say eat it haters, eat it haters maybe with a side by side of him with a cigar. This is almost like you you're know just drunk at a wedding. It's, his fir- it's they're <laughs> right. in their first ratings book, so it's almost like a rookie quarterback posting a picture of like. Right before week one starts and saying, eat it, haters. I yes. They're not even in their first real ratings book, and and he's doing that. <laughs> he's got yeah, a I, problem. I thought, I, I thought the message was bizarre. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the – it wasn't even a guy that he's working with. Correct. That's just another guy on, yeah. the, net, on the station over there, and they I guess they were both answering to the haters. But, again, 
this is not a sign of your success, Mraz. You're just invited to a wedding, right? But he's, <laughs> but you know, I, I, it looks like he bought a second suit. Okay, so that there's is that true. with his new, his new money. True. He's smoking a cigar. He's living life. I mean, he, he has. I don't think they're going to send him back here. So but, he is but, winning despite the negative feedback. Yeah, but he would still be invited to that wedding if he was still working on this show. Yeah, no, I don't. So <laughs> how's the caption eat it? Because I, I don't think it was like, haha, look at me. I'm at JJ's wedding. It was just like, here's me and Sal having a great Friday, regardless of I setting. We don't care what you putz is. Because I think Sal is also taking some heat for his gotcha. new gig. So yeah. this is like, you can't affect our happiness. Exactly. Because exactly. we know social media is a cesspool, as Zach Gelb tells us every night at 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, but there has been a lot of, as you said, negative feedback, trolling, hating uh, of Mraz on the local side. Yeah, it's the on only saving media. grace for me and Pete. Well, what, <laughs> what is funny is when, when you do something in a local market that's really intense, really big, like a New York, a Philadelphia, Boston. I certainly felt this at times as well. You know, you're you're facing a lot of of criticism online. What make and and that makes the criticism that he faced on our show look like preschool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he misses Robin three two one. Rob the three two one might as well be his best friend yep. compared to the the stuff that he's getting. But it's like what he would give for glorious splat to question his button down today is just like that used to get him down. Or yes. someone to mock his football food of the week. Right? <laughs> right, yeah, right. Right. When people were mad at him here, they made a you know a fake Twitter account to tweet dumb things. Now he has like stalkers. Now people are DMing his yeah. wife. Now people calling him fat or more ass as like the yeah. most polite insults they're giving him. Yeah. <laughs> Have you found an example yet? Pete? I'm looking. I'm looking. It's just so much crap on his timelines. I have to go through the whole thing. <laughs> and and it takes for last week too, so there's no fresh stuff. No, no. So uh, I'll have something here uh, probably after your update. <laughs> but it, it has clear. I, I don't know. I wouldn't. Say, I don't know about gotten to him, but it has clearly. He sees a lot of it. At what point does he? Does he not read his comments or the you know his Never. mentions anymore? Never. He needs, that's his fuel. He needs it? Needs it. In a positive way or a negative way, though? I don't know about the psychology of it specifically, but he just, he needs it. It's why he keeps posting videos of him shirtless in his pool all last week. Because just, he needs people to respond to him shoving it down their face. (laughs) He needs somebody, he needs someone to call him the F word. He needs someone to, congratulations on the new, like, he just needs the attention. It will never go away. He will Oxygen. never be. Yeah, he'll never be in a healthy enough spot mentally or emotionally to not need <laughs> any kind of affirmation from the outside. Even all the negative. Yeah, that- they're, they're one and the same. He he need he might even need the negative more than he needs the positive. Ooh, that's wow. an interesting psychological twist. I mean, it's why most of his tweets are trollish. I mean, even the other day, just this weekend, he was tweeting about the Giants Jets game. And he's already got his fellow buffoons, his new buffoons, who are like, I can't believe now how much I hate you. Like, they're already, because <laughs> he's ripping the Jets. And people, and this is why I've never hated the Jets. Now I hate the Jets. Never hated the Giants. Now I hate the Giants because he's just him. And he can't not pick up his phone after a preseason game. He's the agitator. Yep. He's the agitator. Yeah. Total agitator. All right. Well, eat it, haters. 
Mr. <laughs> Andrew Bogus is a kind sir, and he's got our headlines. C.J. Stroud is finally, officially, the Texans' starting QB, joining Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson to be so honored. Stroud threw his first touchdown pass of the preseason last night in New Orleans. Nico Collins caught it, and it ended. Stroud's not after two series. Houston eventually won 17-13. And now the preseason is over for everybody. The Saints, by the way, got three catches, 34 yards, and one score from returning tight end Jimmy Graham. He did not play there last. Can you believe he's still playing? Well, so here, I mean, and well, also the medical last episode. weekend, right? Yes. So he did not speak to the media since, and he hasn't did it. And he didn't do it after the game last night. But last weekend, didn't play against the Chargers in L.A. because two nights before the game. He was arrested for suspicion of being on a controlled substance plus resisting arrest. The team has said he had a seizure. As far as I know, there's been no confirmation yeah, of that. So and bizarre. the charges, I think, are still pending as far as I can see. I don't think that everything was resolved legally either. Because people thought he was under the influence when he was walking around the streets and he was clearly out of his mind. Yeah. Team says, no, it wasn't that. It was a medical episode. Okay. Maybe it was, maybe, who knows. But if you go into a medical episode where it appears you're under the influence and you're like stammering, staggering, kind of out of control in public, that seems like it's a serious enough medical episode where you would not play football a week later. You'd think. So either he had a dramatic medical episode, which somehow he was clear to play football in a meaningless preseason game a week later, or it wasn't, and that's a total lie, and he was under the influence, and, you know, it's just like, well, yeah, he was on drugs or whatever, allegedly, whatever, and it's like, yeah, he can play football because now he's he, he's not on whatever the right. substance was. I mean, and we wouldn't know this because of medical laws unless he has some kind of condition that causes seizures, and the Saints and his doctors would know right away that, okay, it's a seizure, but it doesn't mean anything else. Like, he has them. He's okay. We don't need to check or observe or whatever. Like, this is just part of, like, some condition. Maybe that's the only way you'd get to a some kind of, like, this kind of clarification. Or if he forgot later. his medication that day. Right. But I, I feel like, though, you go to the hospital, you're arrested for that. You're taking a test, a blood test right away. And wouldn't bite a week later, wouldn't they go, okay, there's nothing in his system. The seizure story seems to fit. Here is evidence from his doctors. Charges dropped. And I don't think the charges have been dropped yet. That's a good point. Yeah, I just, if you are, how many times do we get a professional athlete is staggering around public to the point where he had to be arrested and that being a medical condition and then that guy being cleared to play? Right. And again, it doesn't matter. Not the NFC Championship game. Yeah, that was that was a weird one. Uh, so teams now need to be at 53 players by tomorrow afternoon. The Bears have cut backup QB P.J. Walker and O-lineman Alex Leatherwood. Chicago follows the Raiders in dumping the former number rust. 17 pick from the 2021 draft. Arizona State football self-imposing a bowl ban for this season as a sign of solidarity with the SAG after strike. And because... <laughs> Herm Edwards staff (laughs) apparently committed recruiting violations. The Giants avoided a three-game sweep, 8-5 of the Braves at home on Sunday night baseball. San Francisco stays a game and a half back of the Diamondbacks for the last NL wildcard spot. Arizona beat Cincinnati yesterday 5-2 in the afternoon. Mookie Betts capped off his return to Fenway in style. Mookie swings, hits a high drive to left. This ball is back. 
It is gone. A home run over the monster. Mookie bets a two-run shot. And the Dodgers lead 4-0. Tim Neverett, Dodgers Radio Bets and Company winning 7-4 yesterday. He had seven hits over three games. U.S. Got a standing ovation, too, when he got back to Fenway. Yep. That was interesting. That Red Sox fans always wanted him to stay. And, uh, yeah, they appreciated a good player. U.S. men's basketball back in action at the FIBA World Cup. Tip-off with Greece is about five minutes away. This is game two of pool play. Yesterday, France lost to Latvia, meaning Latvia and Canada will survive that group. The French had gold medal plans after winning bronze in the previous two versions of this event. Victor Hovland won the FedEx Cup at an $18 million check yesterday by winning the Tour Championship at Eastlake. Hovland won last weekend, two, cruising to a five-shot win over Xander Schauffele this time. And Simone Biles won her record eighth all-around title at the U.S. Gymnastics Championships last night at 26. She is the oldest to win since 1963. And now she and Team USA focus on the World Championships next month. And now, we stun. It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. If only we still had a food guy. Uh, A Tel Aviv restaurant has, quote, stirred up a crap storm by serving chocolate ice cream in a toilet-shaped serving oh, dish, right. a TikTok video shows the waiter bringing the bowl to the table, lifting no. the lid, no. exposing the chocolate ice cream no. splattered all over no. like someone just chugged cough medicine and had an oopsie. No. And the, no. Di- the, the diners dive in, spoons in hand, and start <laughs> eating the chocolate ice cream out of said oh, big toilet. Why would that be appetizing? <laughs> It's disgusting. That's not how ice cream also should be served. Splattered in any type of of container. But it is particularly splattered in the bottom of a toilet. There's nothing redeeming about this. There's no art or creativity or whatever. It's not funny. It's gross. You shouldn't want to eat it. No thank you. I don't even think it's a toy toilet. I think it's a really heavy porcelain toilet that they serve it in. Now, Now, are these toilets... In use and they take them out or they're new toilets. (laughs) I think they're new. What what is the bit here? To be gross. Why would people want to dive into a toilet to eat their chocolate ice cream? Oh. We're a horrible species. I mean, if you know (laughs) it's ice if you know it's ice cream. You, you just go. You go along with the bit. No, but I know it's ice cream, and I still gag looking at still pictures of them scooping out of the bowl. Ice cream is so delicious. Why would I want to ruin that experience by eating it out of a toilet mm-hmm. bowl? So you wouldn't. You wouldn't do it. No. No. Like if you go to this restaurant, where is this place in Taiwan? Israel. Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv. You're you're not gonna go there because. Nope. In fact, no. I'm not gonna go there <laughs> yeah, because well, of this. Well, I could go eat there, but I wouldn't order the. Ice cream in a toilet option off a menu. Well, you <laughs> the just get off the plane. Oh, <laughs> hey, let's go see that toilet option. The story calls it Dulce Du Leche. <laughs> <laughs> Think about how, I I don't know, just for social media? No. For blanks and giggles? No. no. No pun intended? No. It feels like it's ruining the ice cream. Yeah. But what if the ice cream's really good? 
Doesn't well, matter. Wouldn't I want it in a bowl or a cone rather than a toilet? <laughs> I don't know. Sounds kind of crappitizing. <laughs> hey, where is that Morty D'Souza? It's not funny. <laughs> He's now on vacation funny. this week. He's not. He doesn't have any more days to burn. I don't know. I think you guys are overreacting. I think this is funny. I think this is. It's got us talking about it. it does it's got, it's got plenty of articles? And if I ever go to Tel Aviv, I will probably seek this place out <laughs> to get a picture of me eating ice cream that looks like waste out of a porcelain toilet bowl for fun. Gross. <laughs> Tom, Tom is in Harrisburg this morning. Good morning, Tom. Happy Monday, DA. Happy Monday, Tom. I just wanted to welcome you back. We oh, missed you. you. Thank you. These guys did a good job, though. I got to hear a bunch when I was driving around early last week, and it sounded good. show sounded good. Yeah, they did a good job, but there were so many guys on the show, I don't know where they all came from. I thought they <laughs> might be living in Pete's basement or something. We don't have the room. Yeah, we have like a colony of workers underneath the building that we just let up during summer Fridays and stuff. I just wondered how the search for the new executive producers go and the to uh, replace the artist formerly known as Mraz. Is there like a list of finalists? Anybody withdraw their name from consideration? Any surprise interviews? You got any updates? Well, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. My umbiolic <laughs> withdrew from the uh, the race about an hour ago. <laughs> Because I've been kind of all over the place filling in for Rome and then on vacation, I have not been around the office enough to kind of know the ins and outs, but Pete has. It It sounds like, Pete, if I'm <laughs> gathering from you correctly, we're at a finalist stage. I, I Yes, I believe so. Uh, I, I, <laughs> Who's in charge of this Let's thing? Let's just hope that. Uh, I just That's hope my that first question. Move on this week. <laughs> The guy about to work with D.A., D.A. knows nothing about it. Pete wants to be in the interviews. Like, I think we're at finalists. Where does the information actually come from? Who's the correct person to ask here? Ask one of the writers. They probably know. Uh, no, I, I, we're, Mraz we're, left the show like a year ago at this point. I, yeah. <laughs> we're still just... I don't know. And I was the one predicting next year, and I'm already fed up with it. Almost there. Five yeah, or six or seven adults just hanging on a hook here, waiting for someone to give them a call. And here's the best part. Oh, Pete's calling. What's going on? <laughs> here's oh, the yeah, best I can work part. next Tuesday afternoon. Sure, Pete. <laughs> the best part is I go on paternity leave next week. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the guy How that's, that? You're making the weeks. schedule eight weeks in advance <laughs> right. at least, and you got guys on that schedule that might actually get the job. So you're going to have to – you're screwing yourself. You're going to go back and revamp out those schedules. You don't know how many questions I've asked about that. <laughs> but I hope that this week will be a moving on process in the, in the whole thing. <laughs> At least I hope. A CGI botcher is sounding better and better by the minute. <laughs> well, you'll get a whole lot of botcher when I'm on uh, leave. And uh, how long are you going to be off for? <laughs> Three weeks. How many, how many children did you have? Hey, I have said this. I said this at the beginning. Are you getting it for bringing Botcher here, too? He's my son. Paternity leave. I said this at the beginning of the spring. People knew this.
So ba basically, we'll have a new executive producer when Arizona State plays in the Big 12. <laughs> when they're once again bowl eligible. <laughs> Radio phone week. <laughs> Meantime, here's Boyle. Living and dying every single day, hoping for a crumb of information. And we're just like, ah, eh, we'll see. Oh, what do you know? Pete's going to be up a journey for three weeks. Maybe we'll get around to it. Connor's just living here so he can cut down on travel costs and just see you face to face. And you can't even give him an answer. I'm sorry. It's not out of my hands. <laughs> Was it ever in your hands? I had a, uh, some opinions. Oh, man. So soon. Uh, to answer soon. your question, soon. <laughs> Before the new year. That's right. Before fiscal 2024. We're getting there. Now, will the other guy be this back whole... here before we find a piece? <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll just stretch until Morales comes back. Oh, we have some like time here. It never here. happened. I found some of those tweets. <laughs> oh, some of the angry tweets towards Morales. Yes, it was on his first bit they did where he's standing outside the Yankee Stadium supposedly yelling at Carlos Rodon. Okay. All right, so here's a couple. <laughs> okay. The first one, oh, God, get rid of this guy. Show's already terrible. How to turn it off and stop influencing more moronic fans to boo. The next one is this guy is dreadful. Uh, let Tiki and Evan do their own show. Can we hear more of Evan and Tiki and less of this guy? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Somebody did once ask, do they pay him actual U.S. dollars for <laughs> <Yeah>. this? <laughs> get rid of this guy now. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Hopefully Tiki can bring some maturity to the show. Uh, two guys really trying their hardest to be cool, failing miserably. <laughs> uh, how the hell does this clown have a platform? You know, all that. Got it. I'm, I'm getting. I'm sensing the tone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> those are the those are the tame ones. Those those are the ones that weren't blocked for offensive language. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carla with a K, welcome back. The guys did a great job in you and Pete the Body's absence, especially Mr. Kind Sir Andrew Bogish. Good to hear you continue the speaking out of Fisher scam. It's frustrating to see the A's team and fans treated that way. Yeah, they did a great job last week. When we come back here on the show, we keep the good times rolling, but a big injury in Tampa Bay. How does that affect the Bucks? DA, CBS Sports Radio. The only radio show where listeners are invited to their childhood homes. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Good to be back. Glad to be with you this morning here on The Da. We'll do college football coming up at the top of the hour because Notre Dame and USC were in action this weekend on week zero. And this upcoming weekend, opening weekend in college football. We made it. Paul Keels, voice of the Buckeyes, going to join us coming up next hour on the show. In the NFL, big injury for the Buccaneers, although I'm not sure they were counting on this guy being healthy. Offensive lineman Ryan Jensen had a knee ligament injury last year and did not have it surgically repaired. Ultimately, they didn't go the surgery route, and so he was out all of last year, and it did not work. And so after tearing three knee ligaments in training camp of last year, Missed all of last season, will miss all of this season as well. Now, remember, when he came back, he was coming back off of a knee injury. But 
He did not have surgery after tearing three knee ligaments during training camp last summer. Instead, he got stem cell treatments. And by doing so, it looks like it either postponed it truly healing or it might never be right again. It's been always very vague with the severity of it, the timeline of it from the Tampa Bay standpoint. But with Ryan Jensen going down last year, remember, we wondered what the offensive line would look like for Tom Brady. And ultimately, it was a problem that Brady's offensive line last season just wasn't nearly as strong as it was when they won the Super Bowl in 2020. Well, the same thing's going to happen this year. This is a blow for the offensive line of the Buccaneers. Now, again, I'm not sure you can count on a guy that missed all of last season anyway. But I think Baker Mayfield is going to be running for his life. I think the Buccaneers, even in a division where it feels very wide open, are going to be really bad and out of it. And unless the winner of this division is a 7-10 and 10 type, an eight and nine type and the Buccaneers, you know, float around the five or six win mark late in the season. And so hypothetically, if they won a couple of games and so-and-so lost a couple of games, I think the Bucs are out of it. I think they're out of it early. I think this is just a toast of a season. And I just don't, I don't trust a lot of the quarterbacking in the, in the NFC South. And I think it really comes down to Derek Carr. And if Derek Carr is anything resembling a reasonable starting QB, the Saints should win this division relatively easily. Because I am not a Desmond Ritter guy. I don't think that B. John Robinson can make up for the fact that you're going to have mediocre to below mediocre quarterbacking on that team. I know there's a lot of weapons and people are high on them. I am not in Atlanta. In Carolina, inevitably, I love Bryce Young. He's going to go through growing pains. That is not a great team around him. So I don't think they're a division winner. And I think the Buccaneers are kind of hoping to scotch tape it together, but ultimately it's not going to work very well. And it comes down to the to the, the Saints. Now, I don't love the Saints coaching staff, but I think Derek Carr obviously is a, a veteran starting QB who is... At times, very good. At times, pedestrian. But if he can just stay above bad, you know, the Saints probably win this division relatively easily. And I think the Jensen injury along with, you know, you got you have wide receivers that can do things, but you don't have a quarterback that can get them the football. And guys who got old or guys who have been less effective in the, in the years since the Super Bowl championship, I think it it portends for a long season in Tampa Bay. That is not going to be a very fun division in the NFL. I do not think. I think there's some some hope and some hype, but I don't think it'll ultimately come to fruition in the NFC South. When we come back here on the show, the Irish and the Trojans both have designs to make it a college football playoff. They both debuted over the weekend. We'll give you the breakdown of who looked better in their blowout victories. Next, DA, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 